Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. And apparently, Emily's just going to stand the whole episode because yeah. she just I don't want to sit. started her right up while she was standing here yep. in this cute little dress. Thanks. Very cute. Yeah. Thank you. Um, happy belated fourth. Obviously, we didn't put an episode out. Um, yeah. I don't know when we would have had oh my god a second to even I'm gonna be completely honest with you I have not sober cabbed that much in my entire <laughs> life I'm gonna be completely honest with you I haven't been drunk that much in that many days since like spring break of college so Danielle did sober cab my, my ass around town I mean I did I didn't just do you it was Allie and John too and a, a family a friend of friends, ours and yeah, yeah so it no shame i'm just saying at I, least i was safe yeah i think i put like 125 miles oh on my, my car just from just from town and back. <laughs> yeah. that's crazy and town when we say town town is like seven miles Not from even. our parents house five, five to seven i would say yeah well depending on where you're going yeah it's in town um so that that tells you how yeah. much driving i did at one point <laughs> i texted emily because it was like after one o'clock in the morning and i was like are you okay? Yeah, I was laughing the time I'm off. <laughs> if, if anybody who listens to this that knows Emily, Emily is usually in bed by like 9.30, 9.30, yeah. And so I was like, it is 1.15 in the fucking morning. Is she dead? I was like, where are you? I was shutting down the American <laughs> Legion, baby. <laughs> she was fine. Everyone yeah. was fine. No yeah. one got hurt or anything. So. Well, I did take a dart to the foot. Technically, Emily did get to the foot. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah, not your fault. No. Well, well, maybe if you had moved your feet if faster. If I want to move my feet, yeah, that's but. true. Um, yeah. So we just there's no way we would have put an episode out. Yeah, um, absolutely not. So we got a break, but we're back. Um, I feel like there's something I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember what it is now. I should really write this stuff down. You really should, because this happens a lot. Yeah, to both of us. I know. Um, was it about? A crime. I thought it was like true crime news, but okay, I, I got nothing. I got nothing either. So Sorry. we'll move past it. Yeah, maybe um, you'll remember in my episode. Maybe this week I'm telling the stories again. Um, I'm gonna get, I guess, pretty quick into it. Um, I'm going to do two unsolved cases in Missouri. Okay. Um, and have you heard of the website Uncovered.com? I feel like I might have used, used it, it as a source. Yeah. So I decided to just go onto that website this week and go to a state and they have like all the unsolved. Kind of like Murderpedia, but by state rather than by l- alphabet. Nothing like murder. Isn't Murderpedia like about murderers? Yeah, but this like, is a like missing people. Yeah, but it's so I'm saying like it's the Murderpedia of missing people. Yeah. So where you just like have the website and it just you can like click on Minnesota and it'll list everything off. Yeah. I, Whereas Murderpedia, you can click on A and it'll list everybody off. Yeah, Murderpedia serial killers or killers. Killers, yeah. Yeah, but um, this isn't also just missing people. It's like just like unsolved. Oh, cases. Okay. So got it. Well, duh, that would make sense with yeah. the name. So I decided to just take a couple stories off of that website. This week and tell their stories the my only one thing i will say is like not a whole lot of in-depth information on these 
Right. Websites. And that's probably why it's unsolved. Yeah. Right. So there we go. That's all I got. All right. Um, the first story I'm going to talk about today is the story of Phoenix Colden. Um, Phoenix Colden was born in California on May 23rd, 1988. She was an only child to parents Goldia and Lawrence Colden. Um, they eventually moved as a family to St. Louis, Missouri for her father's job. Phoenix was known to be good at fencing and she could also play a variety of different instruments such as piano, violin, and guitar. So gifted person fencing is so cool um sure it's very like it's just really nuanced like you have to i feel like it's like a rich person sport it kind i mean yeah but it's kind of bougie but yeah i think you have to really like have an interest in it to be good at it yeah you know um her family oh sorry she was described by her family and friends as polite friendly intelligent and well liked by everyone um, her family was deeply religious and they began homeschooling Phoenix in the sixth grade and because of this Phoenix really wanted to get out and live life when she enrolled in college. Um, she just didn't want to like be under her parents' thumb anymore, I guess. Which is fair. Say. Yeah, I get that. Um Phoenix did have to hide her new life from her parents though, because she feared they wouldn't improve. And this kind of, I feel like in a way, kind of, it doesn't, I, want, I don't want to say it like bites her in the butt, but like because of this, when she does disappear, I feel like it kind of hurts in a way because oh, okay, nobody knew what was she going didn't, on. Her parents didn't really know like what was yeah going on okay. in, in her life. Right. So. I, I get what you're saying. Um, okay. At the time of her disappearance, Phoenix was 23 years old, and though she had moved, although she had moved out of her parents' house at the age of 18, she was back living with them at this time. Um, she was a junior at the University of Missouri, but at the time of her disappearance, she wasn't actually enrolled in any of her classes. was wasn't enrolled in any classes. Okay. Um, which her been parents there. didn't know. Also been there. Um, so that was, like, something that came out after she disappeared. Right. Um. Have not been there, thank God. Yeah. So, disappearance. December 18th, 2011. Started out like any other normal day. That morning, Phoenix and her mom went to church together. Um, but because they went together, they didn't sit together. Phoenix sat two rows behind her mother. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, and... When Goldia, her mom, joined other church members after church for refreshments, Phoenix chose to go sit in the car and asked her mother not to take too long. Which, side note, like, wasn't that the best part of church? Yes. Yeah, like the cookies and the juice yeah. after. And, like, we would play, like, hide and seek in yeah. the children's wing and cause a ruckus. It was great. I don't even think they, like, do that anymore. Like, <gasps> refreshments after church. What? I don't know. But, to be fair, I only go to church on, like, Christmas, so... Maybe they do it on a normal Sunday. Which is hilariously more than me, the person that worked at a church and a Bible camp. Yeah. But, you know, it's Um, either there. Okay. So, after church, her and her mom went to the grocery store before heading back to the house. Phoenix changed into a little bit more comfy clothes, um, like a sweatpants and sweatshirt. Um, And then she went outside to shoot some basketball hoops. 
After this, she sat in the back of her 1988 black Chevy Blazer to make a phone call. Um, and while some people might seem that see that as like a little odd, like why are you sitting in the back of your car to make a phone call? Her parents said she did that a lot when she wanted privacy, so wasn't that out of the norm for them? Okay, or her, I should say. Uh, at approximately 2:20 p.m., her father claims he saw her still. S- sitting in the driveway but a few hours later phoenix's car was found abandoned in the middle of a traffic lane 30 minutes away from her house there are two different reports on how the car was found one report says that the car was found with the motor running the driver's side door open and the keys in the ignition Um, but according to the uh, first officer on the scene he stated that the Besides the car being found in the middle of a traffic lane, it was found with the ignition off, doors closed, and the keys were not in the car. So Very different. Very different. I don't know what one is true. I mean, either way, it's weird that your car was just sitting in the middle of a traffic lane. Right. But I don't know. They never said if, like, the car had like broken down working, or something. Yeah. Okay. If you believe the first report, that one said it was still running, so I don't know. Right. It doesn't say. Um, the blazer was towed to an impound lot and entered into a police computer as abandoned by 6.23 p.m. There were important personal items found in the car, such as Phoenix's glasses, purse, and a pair of shoes. Um, her parents began to worry when Phoenix didn't return home that night, from which they assumed was the store. They just thought she had gone to the store because they didn't know. Um, and they reported her missing the next morning. Her parents didn't find out about the abandoned car until two weeks later. How? I don't know. Um, Because you would think if they had her ID, like her purse, her ID would be in there. And wouldn't you go to the house and be like, hey. We found this car. We found this car. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Um, That's nuts. After Phoenix disappeared, none of her bank accounts, social media accounts, or her cell phone were ever touched or used again. So her phone wasn't found in the car. That was the one thing that was with her which kind of makes sense because like if you don't have to plug your phone in do you take it out of your purse or your pocket i always plug it in just because i play my music see i don't have to plug mine in to play music i mean i don't either but i like the carplay aspect oh so okay and i, I don't have carplay plug mine in. i, I could do bluetooth. it just through bluetooth but yeah. i just always plug it in okay so i'm i'm different I so i sometimes if, if if it's like right away in the morning i don't even bother because but my battery's at 100 percent. i think you got to remember this was 2011 so, so i mean my phones cars aren't 20... like how they are now back in like that's they were in 2011 that's true. so, so after, maybe i must have even taken it out of my pocket or maybe it, she didn't even use it to play music so that's why it stayed in her pocket you know what i mean yeah um and if her phone or if her car had broken down, wouldn't you think she would take her phone with her? But you'd also think she'd take, take her, her purse. purse. That's true. Um, Look at anyway. us trying to sleuth I this know. out. <laughs> A private invex- investigator that was in charge of looking into the case found that Phoenix did in fact have two different birth certificates. One with the name Phoenix Colden and one with the name Phoenix Reeves, which was her mother's maiden name. But no one ever tried to update or apply or renew any of Phoenix's government information with either name after she disappeared. There have been a few sightings, I put in quotes, of Phoenix after she disappeared. One time, one of her friends stated she saw her boarding a flight to Las Vegas, but Phoenix claimed not to know who the friend was, so... 
So like the friend went and talked to her, and they were. She was like, I don't. I don't know, know who, who you are. are, and I don't. I don't know who this Phoenix person is. Interesting. Um, her parents have also received phone calls from someone claiming to be their daughter, but none of these claims have never been verified. Um, which if you're someone who's calling, some a family of a missing person and claiming to be their daughter, and you're not actually their daughter. Fuck you. Go to hell. Literally. It's so fucking sick. It's so sick. Like, you're the worst person. Um, Other than whoever made them disappear. True. <laughs> when is that... Okay, sorry. Did I say there was a few theories? There's a few theories. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I did either. <laughs> you got real aggressive about that middle finger, so... <laughs> one is that Phoenix was abducted by sex traffickers. Um, one is that she may have been met with foul play. And one is Phoenix just up and left her own life and started over somewhere. I hate that stupid theory because... Why would she leave her car in the middle of the fucking road? Right, and why would she not empty out her bank accounts? Why would she... If I'm going to disappear, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm taking as much shit that's expensive and I can sell off yeah. with me as I can. Yeah. And there's definitely going to be some evidence of prep work. Like, yeah. I'm not just going to be, like, gone girling it. I'm not going to disappear, period, so... Well, yeah, I Unless have no plans on... On my own, I should yeah, say. I have no plans to, but... I'm just telling you, if I did, there'd be evidence. Okay. Um, Uh-oh. So that is... Oh, jeez. Serious, don't bark. Nope. He's going to. That is the first story of this week. Um, and that's, like, that's all we got. There's no more um, information. Obviously, she's not been found dead or alive. Right. Um, yeah. I don't... And I don't even know why people think she was taken by sex traffickers i don't i feel like anytime a somewhat attractive young female goes missing that's like the one of the first assumptions if there's no evidence of anything else is it sex trafficking right so and i don't know how prevalent it is in st louis i think anywhere really because even in minnesota at the quick trips they've got those yeah in the bathrooms where it's like if you're in danger I know, like, because I went to school up in Duluth, and right. that was, like, a big thing they talked to us about, like, when I had my... Oh, because my, of the port? Because of the port, yeah. Okay. When I had my, like, freshman... Well, I wasn't a freshman, Your new but student I, orientation. My student, new student, like, I had to take, like, a class, a full, yeah. like, semester class. Yeah, so did we. Because I was a new student um, transferring in. Yeah, one of the things they talked about was, like, because of the ports, it's easy for people to just snatch girls in Duluth and just put them on the ships and then yeah and just go go so basically shanghaiing people do you know what that is no so back in the day in san francisco um pe- men would be shanghaied so they would be they would get drunk like someone would get them drunk and then they would be dropped into like these tunnels under the city and they would have their shoes removed and then there'd be like broken glass everywhere so they couldn't like escape and then they'd be put unconscious again and brought out onto the ship and by the time they woke up the ship would be too far away for them to do anything so they'd have to be they were like forced labor that's scary it's called shanghai that's scary yeah um so i don't know just seems like a weird way to take somebody right like a really obvious way to take like wouldn't you just wait yeah i don't know until it was less obvious that yeah that's weird so there's the story of phoenix golden okay um the second story we're gonna talk about is the story of tammy zawicki 
Tammy was 28 years old and a senior at Grinnell College. I know this story. Do you? The last name is very familiar. Um, in 1992, she had just returned from a summer abroad in Madrid. She was majoring in art history and Spanish, and she would soon be starting an internship at the Art Institute of Chicago with plans to pursue a career in either sports photography or teach Spanish after graduation, which if I could go back in time, yeah, I would have had dad start teaching me sports photography at a young age, and oh. I would have majored in sports photography yeah and then i would have hopefully worked for like an nhl team or something that would have been sick yeah do you have you seen that girl on tiktok TikTok with the baseball teams yeah they it's her little videos are so cute yeah and i'm not even on tiktok and i've seen them yeah so in another life (laughs) um right a few days before tammy disappeared her and her brother darren took a road trip back to their respective universities from their home in new jersey so they drove together okay they made a stop in pittsburgh to visit family and then headed to evanston illinois to drop darren off at northwestern before tammy made her way to grinnell tammy's pontiac was having a bit of car trouble so they worked on the car um in illinois like when she dropped him off And then Tammy stayed the night at a friend's house before heading out to her university the next day. And that was on August 22nd. The next morning, Darren checks her engine before she departs um, on the last leg of her trip. And he reminds Tammy that if her car stalls, to pull over at a rest stop. Um, Unfortunately, Tammy doesn't even make it halfway to her final destination before she begins having car trouble again. More than 60 different people actually reported seeing Tammy on the side of the road um, looking under the hood of her car off of an exit in Utica, Illinois. And there were even reported tips to cops that 26 different cars pulled over to help Tammy. Holy cow. But she never makes it to Grinnell, which is like crazy. Have you ever been stopped on the side of the road before? Yes. How many people stopped to help you? Zero. Zero for me too. Um, It was when my very first car died the kia mm-hmm. and i was right under the highway 8 bridge like i was like r- right in front of it going north mm-hmm. not a damn soul and some people didn't even move over so when they would zoom past my car the whole thing would shake. shake yeah and i was like come on yeah move over you can move over that's so rude yeah so now i always make sure i move over so that's a lot of a 60 people saw her and 26 cars stopped which that's yeah that's nuts and that's as many as they could, like... Verify, right? Yeah, track down and verify, yeah. So, um... Tammy's parents were waiting for Tammy to call them and tell them that she made it fine back to college, but that call never came. And when her parents began to, like, freak out, they filed a missing persons report and urged the police to investigate her disappearance. Her car, which now had been towed at this point... Could not be tested for prints because of the chain of custody had been broken. broken. Because, you know, now you have a tow truck driver. You have... Yeah. You know, the people that work at the tow truck place. Yeah. The, yeah. Wherever the tow car is now. So... Right. That, unfortunately, wasn't helpful. Um, the only thing missing from the car were her purse and her camera. There were no signs of a struggle. And at the time... There was no signs of struggle at the time. But law enforcement claimed... They had several leads in Tammy's case, um, but nothing ever came from those leads, unfortunately. 
Eight days after Tammy had gone missing, a man driving his pickup truck near Joplin, Missouri, which is 500 miles from where Tammy was last seen, um, he pulled over because it started to rain. Uh, the man had, like, he had, like, tools in the bed of his truck that he wanted to cover up. Okay. Um, and when he got out of the car, um, to cover the tools, he smelled something bad. Oh, no. That's when he noticed a red Kenworth truck coat blanket wrapped in duct tape in the ditch. Inside that red blanket was a female body wrapped in a white sheet. Um, the woman in the blanket was Tammy, and she had been stabbed to death. Police had one good lead that started... Hmm, I don't know what I was trying to say here. <laughs> They had one good lead, and it was basically, um, like, a lot of the witnesses saw a particular truck that had pulled over to stop and help her. Um, The truck was faded and had a rusty and had an orange stripe down the center, but unfortunately, the owner of the truck was never found. Other than that, though, police didn't really have a lot to go on, and the case went cold pretty quickly. Police did interview one person, a trucker named Lonnie... Beer brought, beer brought, but he was released after no evidence could tie him to the crime. And unfortunately, that's all we have on Tammy's case. The FBI does have her case featured on their website, and there is a $50,000 reward for information that leads to the arrest of her killer. And that's all I got. Huh. Yeah. So. Sad. That's. If you pulled over mm-hmm. and you smelled something bad and you saw a suspicious thing, would you go look at it or would no. you just call the police immediately? I'd probably just call the police. I would too. I, I, some people always say, like, there are certain podcasters who have been like, oh, I would love to find a body. Oh, hell no. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's I, a human being that probably died very tragically and you would love to find that? that you need therapy. traumatize me, I think, too much. Oh, my God. Right? I... When I was in college at BSU, I, like, found a, a deer bone sticking out of the ground, but I couldn't tell what it was, and it freaked me out. I was like, because for people who don't know, Bemidji is surrounded by Native American reservations, so it's a very, like, native area, and you don't know necessarily where people could have been buried in the past, and this was pretty close to the lake. And so I was like, oh, shit, what if I just found Native American remains? but it turned out to be a deer i asked my college professor (laughs) i was like what is this she's like oh it's a that's a deer yeah interesting so i was just curious if you and i would have the same reaction yeah we we would i'm not doing nope i'm good yeah same 100 percent. um cool well that's all i got like i said i and There's a million other, not a million, but a good amount of other people on this website. So I'll probably do something like this again. Okay. Um, yeah. Any questions? Was was that the only website that you used or? Oh, I used Wikipedia once. Okay. Because Tammy's, I felt like I could have found more on Tammy's, but. Right. I couldn't. So. Interesting. I did use Wikipedia for a hot second. So. I wonder if police are just keeping a tight lid on things just in case something does come up. Maybe they have DNA or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, they'll do that sometimes. Yeah. 
Um, so our source, our socials, not our sources. <laughs> our socials are MW Madness Podcast Group on Facebook, and then M or no, sorry, that's Midwest Madness Podcast Group on Facebook, and then MW Madness Podcast on Instagram, and that is also our Gmail. Cool. Um, great. Well, we hope you guys <laughs> have a good rest of your week. Um, and if you listen from Texas, stay cool. It's very, very, very hot down there. Is it? Mom was telling me it was getting up into like the 140s. What? In some parts. That's what she said. I don't know if that's true. That's crazy. So, but either way, if you're, down, if you're down south and it's real hot, stay safe, stay cool. That's crazy. Um, I'll verify that. Have a good <laughs> week, guys. Bye.